Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Woody Off the Cuff. I hope you're excited to be here and I've definitely got another cool topic for you today. Actually, I noticed that these past three episodes, the first three of the podcast, really go well together. And it does feel in some ways like a season of a show or like a season of life for me where each day the growth I'm experiencing is actually stringing together in a way you can see it. And I think this is going to be really valuable and cool, so I'm hoping to keep going with that today. Today's topic is actually something I've brought up multiple times before in different types of content, but it's come up in a new way that is just so exciting, and it's a tool that keeps reappearing because it's amazing. It is the yes and no list. That's right, I have a tool for you. It's called the yes and no list, and I think it'll really help you, okay? And the reason I think that is because it honestly, genuinely helps me a lot, and I just used it in the past 24, 48 hours to get a lot of personal growth. So as usual, today I'm just going to share this story, share kind of what went on for me, and then after that, you know, I'll share how you might be able to use this yes and no list thing I'm talking about and use it to kind of grow and deepen yourself. So yeah, that's where we're at today. So just to recap the previous two episodes, because this is going to flow in, in the first episode, I talked about an emotional subscription around money and how I thought I had to be perfect with money and do all the right things with money in order to be a good person. And when I unsubscribed from that subscription, or at least, you know, took the first steps, and I'm going to keep working my therapy and my other recovery practices to recover from my trauma and let go of that subscription, um, that it made my life a lot better. And then the next, you know, period of growth, a couple days later, I realized that it wasn't just money I had this hang up about. It was my body image. It was, you know, other things in my life. And I realized, whoa. My real problem is my addiction to social status. And I even made the point that we probably all have it because we're probably all trained to have it. And so I told you, hey, I'm going to try to quit playing this social game. Every day I'm going to try my best not to judge and not to have opinions about other people or about things that don't involve me. And so where that took me was this new place of freedom and growth because I thought, ah, like, I can go be myself now and not feel judged by others, or at least even if I feel it, know that it doesn't mean anything. It's just a social game addiction. So I went yesterday to make some content. I made episode two of the podcast. I made some tile posts on Instagram. I made some reels. I made some TikToks. I made a lot of stuff. And as I posted it, the same phenomenon that always happens to me happened again And frankly, I'm not surprised, but it is always disheartening to face something tough. And the phenomenon I face that I bet a lot of you all face too, is that when I look at social media, I just get more anxious and I feel like I'm not worth anything. And again, it embarrasses me to say that. I'm someone who posts a lot. I'm someone who creates a lot of content. And yet every time I look, it seems like there's people all over who are, you know, doing more or better than I am, or who are funnier or smarter or sexier or flashier or, you know, etc., just better than me at social media in some way. And I noticed this vividly yesterday because I just told myself, hey, Woody, 
you know, you need to stop playing the social game, right? So if somebody's better than you in some way or has more followers, you know, if by better I just mean more likes and followers, that doesn't matter. And yet I still kept feeling bad. I still kept feeling like, oh, I just posted on Instagram and TikTok and just looking at that, I just wanted to vomit. And I thought, huh, as a creator who needs to publish a lot of content and wants to, it would be great if I didn't feel like vomiting and gagging every single time I went onto social media, you know, because this is the real pain of social media. And I bet a lot of people experience this. Maybe not all of you, but again, maybe you're just stronger than me. I just know I do. But I didn't give up. I thought, oh, well, I'm really not into the social game. I genuinely don't want to compare myself in value to others. So why am I still feeling bad when I'm on social media and seeing others? What is it about this that's making me feel bad? And I thought for a second, and I kind of reflected, and I realized something really cool. I realized that my problem was no longer that I thought I was worthless compared to others or not as good as others. I realized my problem was that even though, even though I knew I was worth it and I was okay, I was so stressed and overwhelmed by constantly evaluating how to be more like the more successful people. See, this is an interesting trap and an expansion on yesterday's topic. I mentioned, hey, you may not get anything out of, you know, judging yourself for earning half the money that someone you know does, but you may get something out of learning from their behaviors, right? I mentioned that. But as I live my life more and more, and I sound maybe like a crazy person when I say this, but the more I live and the more I work to create for myself, the less I think that even modeling others is important. And the more I think just being myself, healing from my trauma and pouring myself out is the most important. And this social media fear I had is a good example of that because I was no longer looking to judge myself against others. And yet I would scroll through TikTok and think, oh, that person's so funny. Oh, that person's so flashy. Wow, that person can dance. Oh my gosh, that person has perfect makeup and they're so polished every day in their looks. I'll never be that polished, you know? Except instead of saying I'll never be that, I would think, oh, what can I do to be funny? Oh, what can I do to be more attractive? Oh, what can I do to get people to click on me more? Oh, how can I have a bigger personality? Oh, how can I show people how to get wealth in social status? You know, all these things. Oh, how can I run a better paid ad campaign so people will click on my coaching and click on my book? There are all these things, and I realize that the reason I'm having such a bad experience on social media, now that I've given up the social game, is not that I think I'm worthless compared to others, it's that I am totally overwhelmed by trying to mimic the success of others that I just want to lie on the floor and crawl into a hole and vomit on myself. Sorry for the graphic images, but I'm just trying to express the feelings in my body the best I can. And I noticed that. And I'm out of denial a bit because I'm not just so traumatized by the social game. But here's what's cool, okay? I've spent eight minutes telling you guys about the problem, but there is a solution here, which is super cool. And this is where my yes and no list comes in. I brought out a handy dandy tactic that I keep forgetting, but when it comes back to me and I use it, it always helps. And it's called the yes and no list. And what you do is you just take a piece of paper, split it down the middle, 
And then you decide what in your life you're going to say yes to on the right-hand side and what you're going to say no to on the left-hand side. And it's meant to be different than a to-do list. And the whole point of it is actually not about the yes so much as the no. The point is, do you have the confidence and the courage to admit what you can't feasibly do? In some ways, this could be called humility. In some ways, it could be called honesty. In some ways, it could be called reality check or taking off your rose-tinted glasses. I've been accused of rose-tinted glasses a lot by people in my life, and frankly, they're right. I tend to think I can do everything and that I can be the funniest, sexiest, flashiest, clickbaity person while also being the smartest and the best and the this and the that and doing a dance. You know what I mean? I tend to think that I have to be able to do all that. And in my book, Help I'm Overwhelmed, I talk about why that's not possible. But a book is one thing. I have to practice this in my real life. I have to really look at myself, and before I even write who I am or what I'm good at or what I want to do, I have to look at who I'm not and explicitly admit what I'm not and what I can't do. And so this is a concept that may seem a little backwards to you because you've always been told, or at least I was, you know, you can do anything if you set your mind to it. You can do whatever. But the truth is, there are a few things I actually love doing and I'm good at, And then there are a ton of things that I'll never be the best at and that I don't really love doing that I only want, get this, that I only want to be able to do for social status, okay? And because I have been subscribed to that desire for social status emotionally and not questioning that subscription, I keep thinking I want to be all these things when my body doesn't even enjoy doing it. So here's where I'm going with this. You're welcome to go along with me and do the exercise during or after. I might ruffle a couple papers here on the mic because I actually wrote this down and made two pages worth of notes, and I'm going to read them to you and share them vulnerably with you. I, as far as my professional attributes, which is, again, for me, I'm here making podcasts, making content. The problem that brought me here was I feel like crap every time I go on social media professionally. And so the solution is I'm going to make a yes and no list about professionally who I am and who I am not. And actually, maybe it should be called a no and yes list because I always put who I'm not or the no part on the left, and I always do that first. So I've got a regular sheet of letter paper. It's a notepad, legal pad, and I have split it vertically down the middle hot dog style, if that's the reference we still use these days. I don't know if that was like what they said in elementary school. And on the left-hand side at the top, I labeled who I am not. And honestly, here comes my paper, a little ruffle maybe. I wrote a list of everything I am willing to admit that I am not. And note that you won't just be able to make the perfect who I am and who I am not list in one hour or one day or one year or one lifetime because it's a lifetime of work. And so please don't ever take me giving you a tool, me giving you some kind of you know, thing you can use to be a replacement for the genuine emotional trauma recovery help you need. The only reason I am making this growth and able to make these lists and have emotional takeaways is because I have my therapists, my recovery groups, my mental health groups, my support systems, my family and friends that I am just brutally honest about how much help I need in life. And because of that emotional help, I open myself up to things like this list. 
So just please remember that whatever list, technique, tool, tip you have, none of it matters if you're not getting genuine, real-life help with your real-life traumas, whether they be mental, physical, or emotional. Because that's our bottleneck as individuals, as society. So here's what I decided I am not. I wrote who I am not. And you can tell some of this is right after I got on TikTok and just felt like such a piece of crap who had no views and would never be funny or interesting. I wrote, I'm not funny. And that doesn't mean I'm never funny, but my content will never primarily be around being funny. It's not what I specialize in. So think of it that way. Not that I can never be these things, but that they're not my primary things. They're not my genius. I'm not primarily funny or sexy or clickbait or flashy. In fact, I used to have a tennis coach who called me substance over flash because it always looked like I was losing even when I was winning. So I've never been a flashy person. I'm not an entertainment-based person. I'm not a dancer. Um, That's something that's come up is I really want to be a great dancer and take dance lessons, but I find that I don't actually enjoy taking the lessons. And not because it's hard. I do hard things all the time just because my body doesn't like the detailed rehearsal of the choreographed movements. My body likes ideas better than choreographed movements. And you'll see that when I get to the who I am or the yes list. But so it took humility and honesty for me to admit, even though I just bought these online dance classes and I have a year subscription, I'm just not meant to be primarily a dancer. Okay, let's keep going. Who I am not primarily. I don't primarily look polished every day. That one is worth reflecting on. I thought that I needed to make Instagram and TikTok reels every day and look perfect and look really good for the camera. And I've since realized that's just not me. I don't look polished every day. So I'm going to make video content, either occasionally looking a little messy, but good quality, you know, looking good video content is nice and it's useful. And so I'll make that on the days I look polished. And on the other days, I won't do that. I'll make podcasts. I'm also not material oriented, wealth, status, money, looks, etc., which means I don't help people with those things. That's a big admission. I'm not a medical professional like a therapist or a doctor. I'm not a necessarily a career advisor, although I can give career advice to young people who are in my situation and to other people who are, you know, would benefit from my experience. I'm not a personality-driven person with a big, you know, charismatic personality. I am not a business coach primarily or an entrepreneur coach, although theoretically I could do those things, but I'm just who I am. I'm just Woody showing the help method. I'm not any one type of specific coach that gets a specific result. I am not a long day worker or a day long grinder. I hear about people who work 12 hours a day on their entrepreneurship and I'm fundamentally incapable of that because I tire far too quickly. I'm not capable of catering to what people want because I'm too stubborn and because it doesn't feel right to me. I'm not smarter or wiser than others. I'm not playing the social game anymore. I'm not a super statistical hashtag genius professionally. I'm not brilliant at paid ads or how to market myself. I don't primarily talk about news or recent events, and I talk about them less and less the more I go. I'm not an affiliate or multi-level marketer. I'm not even someone who scrolls on social media. I just post, check what my friends say, and I don't scroll around. And I'm not a tough negotiator or a super high-priced life coach who always gets the best price. And so that's a big list of things that I'm not, right? And I found myself, what happened is I made this no list and I thought, wow, I'm legitimately not these things. Not because I don't want to be, 
Because I looked and I thought, oh, I wish I could be all these things. I wish I could be a funny, sexy, clickbait person with millions of followers who made tons of money off my sponsored products and was just the coolest, best, bee's knees person on social media. But I'm not that person. I'm just not, you know? And so then I thought, well, if I'm not any of these things, it actually feels good to get that off my chest. And I put this in the book, so let's just shout that out. In the book, Help, I'm Overwhelmed, I talk about how in step one, the H part of the H-E-L-P acronym, halt the panic, when you stop panickedly, panickingly, I don't know, trying to be someone you're not and you just stop, you actually feel relief. So I've just written a whole list of all the things I don't think I am, that I can't be even though I want to, and yet funnily enough, it feels good every time I read it because I feel relieved like, oh, I don't have to try being something I'm incapable of being anymore, right? And that's a great feeling. So when you, even when you make the no list, oh, it feels so good. So now let's go to who I am as far as my professional attributes. I thought, well, I've got to have some professional attributes that are helpful. I wonder what they are. And so here's what I came up with. Who I am is super authentic and relatable and transparent. I think you can see that on this show. I, I know that I am that. I feel made to be authentic and transparent with people. I love telling the details of my life more than most. I also think, and this is, I guess, nice, I have the answer on how to be less overwhelmed. And personally, I think and know that it's the most important message in the world. I really genuinely am telling you that I think I've got the sauce. Like the sauce, it's the help method, it's recovering from trauma, it's the bottleneck to all of human society. And I'm telling you, I will scream this message from the mountaintops until the day I die because I can just tell that it's right. I'm also like a world-class public speaker. And that doesn't mean that I'm the best in the world, but it means that unlike, let's say, dancing or comedy or you know, looks where I know I would never be top line at that, I really can be at public speaking. Uh, you could string me out here on a podcast and say, Woody, you got to record for four hours straight and be interesting. And I could do it like that. It is naturally what I do. I love to be in front of a crowd. I love to speak anything like vocal, whether podcast or in-person speaking or on Zoom. I'm incredible at that. And so I really am really world-class at that. And I know that about myself. I'm also a great planner and a strategic thinker. And I also realized I'm a great and prolific content creator. Like I said about being able to speak forever, I can create content and ideas for you all. You know, I don't worry about running out of ideas. If you told me with a gun to my head, I had to podcast daily about a new cool idea every day, I wouldn't be worried. You know, I could tell you one every day, although I don't plan to go every day unless I'm really inspired one week. But yeah, I am really prolific. And I'm also a great leader and delegator and good at human relationships. I genuinely am professionally. I have a virtual assistant right now, and I'd like to think that she is super happy. She gets paid a good rate. She has a great boss. I always work to inspire her and show her the value of her work. And she tells me that. And so it's pretty cool. I also just love people. That's an asset for me. I just love them. Um, I'm a wonderful listener and coach and umbrella person, someone who keeps people safe. I'm an excellent long-form writer, books and blogs, and I'm really interesting to be around and talk to for people who want to go deep, often the most deep conversations of their whole life. And so these are some things that I am, actually. And then I wrote one more, 
and this is one I think you can change, is I am willing to ask for help. At first I wrote good at asking for help, but the truth is, I don't think any of us are good at asking for help in the society we grow up in because we're taught that asking for help is bad. But I have become willing to ask for help. And of all these things I think I can't change about myself, I can't change that I'm not the funniest or the flashiest or the sexiest or the best dancer. And I can't change that I love my message and that I'm a great public speaker. You can't stop me from doing that. It's just in me. But I think you can change one thing about yourself, which is your willingness to ask for help and essentially to open your mind to new ideas, right? Essentially, the one thing I constantly work on on myself is to say, I'm willing to do things a better way if I can find one. And I'm willing to open my mind to that, whether it's help from someone or just a new idea that comes to me. I say, I am willing to do something better regardless of what that means. If I decide it's better, I'm willing to do it, no matter the consequences, because it's better. And so I think that's the one thing you can change. And so that is the first yes and no list I did. It's a little bit more of an abstract, personal-based one. You could do it about professional life. You could do it about your personal life as a family member, as any role you want to be. It was actually a who I am not and a who I am list. And you had all the things funny, sexy, flashy, entertainment, dancer, looking polished that I'm not. And some of the things I am authentic. I've got a good message and the answer to like society's problems. And I'm a great speaker, a great leader and a great listener. Um, And then I'm willing to ask for help. And so then I looked at these qualities and I said, based on this, what activities need to change for me? You know, like understanding this is great, but I need to understand what action am I going to take based on this? So as usual, my next yes and no list, maybe a little more paper ruffling here if I'm bringing it up close, um, was a list of what activities I'm going to not do and then do based on this learning. So I wrote professional activities instead of attributes, a no list on the left down another piece of paper and a yes list on the right. And here's what I came up with. For a no list, making comic-based videos, I'm just going to stop trying to be funny. No list to trying to perfect myself through dance classes or be some kind of a dancer. Um, No list to making a dressed-up video daily because it's too taxing. taxing. I won't be making video content daily because that's not me. I, I just, it's too much work to shave and shower and do my hair and get clothes on and all that. No list to focusing on money or external success um, because I'm not like good at that. And I mean also teaching people about that. I just don't focus on teaching people to find external success anymore because even though it sells better than what I sell, I just can't do it. Uh, no more paid ads for my stuff until I can afford to hire someone. And no more social scrolling outside of answering my own notifications. And no more playing the social game or monitoring others to see how I can be like them or be, you know, mimic them for success. I'm just going to do it my way. And so if I'm not doing all those things, what am I going to do? Well, here's my yes list for professional activities. Keep giving the true answer, trauma recovery via help, every day, in every message, in every way. And you heard it here, so I'm staying true to that. Two is podcast near daily. Well, this is my second one in two days. So, so far doing well at that. And, you know, I'm not going to force myself to do it, but I just love doing it, you know? And then um, third was create all kinds of content daily and then just share it freely. I noticed something when I was making the who I am list is I underlined great and prolific 
content creator. I think I've been shortchanging everyone, including myself, by making far less content, even as much as I make, than I really envision on a daily basis because I'm so busy trying to figure out how to look cool and get attention. And I realized that if I didn't care about what people thought, I would make so much content, including a near daily 25, 30 minute podcast, because it would be so empowering and so wonderful and so exciting. And I wouldn't care what anyone thought. So I'm going to do that. And again, you're going to see this podcast come out. You're going to see a real advertising it. You're going to see probably some tile posts about it. Um, you're going to see all kinds of stuff come out because, you know, I have this fear. What if everybody gets sick of all my posts and turns me off? But I can't control that. I've got to be prolific because doing it the way I have been doing it isn't working. Um, I also wrote on my yes list, create an amazing page about my coaching and speaking services and then show them to people. This is another thing that sounds obvious, but is a huge emotional thing for me, is as long as I was in the social game, I felt that I could only give up so much of myself publicly, and that it would be too embarrassing to say just how passionately I care and just how much I can offer if I didn't have the financial credibility or you know the street cred externally to back it up. I thought it would be shameful to say, hey, I believe so much in myself. Here's all the things I can do only to get rejected or to fear that. But now that I'm not in the social game and that I'm doing my no and yes list, I realize I'm going to make, and I started this today, make an amazing page with my whole story and all the things I offer as a coach and all the things I can do to help you because it really is amazing. And then show it, you know, and I'll price it honestly and fairly. And so I'm going to do that and look forward to that. And then I said, I guess I picked this, keep being me, growing and doing my thing, doing that. And then I said, delegate and hire out everything that's not above. So summary is, as a person, I have reflected on my yes and no list, both the attributes and the activities in terms of professional life for me. And I have realized that I'm just not a flashy person. I'm not the person who's going to pop on social media and you know, be really, really just drawing people in fast to see, click on it because it's so interesting. And that's kind of depressing in some ways. It's, um, it's maybe not so much depressing as it is saddening because there's lots of good coming out of that. But it is saddening to know that, you know, a reel of someone who's really funny looking in some skimpy outfit will always get more views. A reel of a Lamborghini driving around some town will always get more views than me. That even someone's content about how to earn more or to do better in your career or to do some kind of material or status-based thing will always be flashier and more appealing externally than me. That is pretty sad to me. But all those things have their own value. There's no shame on any of those things. And in fact, the point is, you may be the exact opposite of me. You may be amazing at driving around in a Lamborghini looking sexy while telling funny jokes and making funny comedy. And that's okay too, you know? There's nothing wrong with that. The world needs that too. But then you may struggle with the long-form content and the back end, and you may need a lot more help with your personal development, you know? And so I think we all have struggles, and we all have sides of us that we really are and that we are really not, you know? And all we can do is ask for help with the things we're not instead of trying to force ourselves to be them perfectly on our own. And I learned a lot from who I am, especially in terms of being prolific 
and trusting the depth of my content to reach people. So that's what I'm here doing, making deep content that I hope reaches you. And yeah, that's where I am today. Pretty peaceful. It was sad at first to kind of admit, oh, I'm not the flashiest on the outside. But the truth is, I already knew it. And the truth is, whatever should be on your no list, you already know that you're not going to do it, whether it is something you want to be or whether it's just a chore. I often do a yes and no list for daily tasks. In fact, that's the main way I use it. So if you wake up in the day, instead of making a to-do list of all the things you got to do, first make your to-don't list and say all the things you're not going to let get in your way today, and then make your to-do list. That way, when something new comes up, you've already anticipated that you don't have time for it and you don't feel bad because we all pack our days with too much and end up overcommitting ourselves. So try that out. If you don't want to go super deep on who I am and who I'm not, just do it as a daily to-do list and do it as a you know yes and no list, or in my case, no and yes, with no and do not being filled out first on the left. Um, if I can find a... An example of this, I'll post it in the show notes. I'm not sure I'll do that immediately, but it may pop up there. Um, so let's see. And yeah, I think that's what I've got for today. I'm super excited to keep growing alongside you all. I'm having some big realizations. And again, if you feel like helping me out, purchasing the book, it's really affordable on Amazon. If you want a signed copy, I sell those to US residents. And if you just leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice for this podcast, And for the book, if you have read it or even have it, if you could just leave a kind review on Amazon, it helps me even far more than you could ever imagine. It really does. Um, That's the best way you can help me, and it doesn't cost you anything, and it only takes really a few seconds to click a star rating. On both your podcast platform and on Amazon, you can literally just click a star rating, and you don't even have to type anything, and it helps me immensely. So please consider doing that. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll talk to you next time.